Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Please note there are some very emotional and distressing scenes within this podcast that may not be suitable for everyone. It feels manipulative. And I think she started to see the reaction when we're just like, oh, God, not another thing. This is another episode of How Did We Get Here, the podcast where me, Claudia Winkleman, talks to Professor Tanya Byron. We look at some of the difficulties that people and their nearest and dearest come up against. This is what happens. Tan talks to a guest face-to-face. I'm listening in a separate room. Occasionally, I will stop tape and ask Tanya why she went down certain routes, just to learn how the process of her as a clinical psychologist works too. This time, we meet Max and Anna. They're married, they've got two children, Bella and Tilly, aged five and 19 months. They ask for help because their older daughter will only and I mean only do activities with mum. But as you'll hear, Tanya uncovers something about their dynamic as a couple that is very telling. And you take the kind of, come on now, we've got to really address this. And you're like, yeah, but you know. <laughs> is, that, is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and who wins? Me. <laughs> OK. I mean, you are winning on all levels. He is pushed out. Yeah. <laughs> he is pushed out. What you're about to hear are the key parts of a one-time, unscripted session with a real person. In this episode, names have been changed to protect identities. We follow up with our guests after the recording, passing on useful links and contacts, which you will also find in the programme notes of this episode. So let's go and meet Max and Anna. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Lovely to meet you. Hi, Max. Hi, I'm Anna. Lovely to meet you. Hi, I'm Flo. Thank you so much for coming in. It's okay? Uh, You look very buoyant and happy. Always. Well, that's excellent, because sometimes I just like to say it, because sometimes people are more nervous. I guess it helps because you've got each other. Yes. Yeah. We've never had somebody come in as a pair. Oh, are they usually on their own? Yeah. Excellent. Max, let me ask you then. Yes. Why are you here? So our five-year-old, Bella, she... She's really clingy towards her mum. You know, for instance, if I want to take her out somewhere, there's no real desire for me to do that. She just kind of wants to stick with mummy all the time because I then think there's other things that feed into that. So it's kind of looking at ways that we can... Knock that on the head. Yeah. What about when she was two and a half? And, what you know, she's always been like this. Yeah. It's not since... Tilly's came along that it's always been mummy, 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 mummy. So how did that make you feel? Just makes you feel a bit crappy. I'm, I'm reasonably sensitive as it is. I'll so be like, right, so shall we, uh, let's go and do this, we'll go and do that. And she'll go, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> thanks very much. And right, this is then. a strange thing, but I'm going to share this with the group. And don't take this the wrong way. You look super fun. 
<laughs> you know, like, I'd like to go to the zoo with you if it's not too weird, or the park. I would like you to push me on a swing. Let's do you it. know, no, yeah, it was, it, it's gone off in a strange angle. But what I mean is, you know, I imagine there are some dads who are going, yeah, they don't want to be with me. And you look at the dad and you go, well, yeah, you sort of look like you'd sit in a corner and ignore them and do a crossword. Whereas you look no. playful. No, I know, I am. I'm an idiot. I'm like, I didn't I'm, mean it in I'm a bad way. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm fine. I like to have fun. Like, So I would like to think of myself as like giving her fun options. Um, but she just doesn't want to do so any of them. No. And what happens if you don't let her say no? What if it is she just screams? Oh my so, god! I mean, so we had on, it, didn't yeah, we? this week. So she had to go swimming with. She wanted me to take her, and we said no. Daddy's taking you, and we literally had to put her in the car, kicking and screaming. It was the most blood curdling, and it was kind of the first time we'd actually sort of for a while just gone. It. No, do you know what? No, like Daddy's you're coming, you swimming. You're coming yeah. swimming. It was like neighbours looking out the window, tackle. Yeah. Let me ask you this then: How was swimming? Ah, she, she was fine. She carried on screaming for for a bit. My approach is I just try to kind of ignore it and just try and change the subject. Yeah. Now, when I then asked, saying, look, I'm relying on you to tell me where to go because I don't know where I'm going. And then, and then she was like, just she just switched and she was totally fine. She and then switches into super helpful mode, doesn't she? So she does love being with daddy. She yeah. just, she would rather be If she's given an option, she, she'll always, you know, I'm there and that may be the problem. And Anna, is that annoying for you? Yes, because if I want to go anywhere to the hairdressers, to the gym, there is the tears and the crying. I want to come with you. Mummy doesn't go anywhere without me. <laughs> she says that, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. And she's five. Yeah. I think as well is like you, you, when she does like get upset, you then feel bad, don't you? So yeah, then, I feel guilty. Whereas I'm, I think, a bit more like, she'll be all right, she'll be fine. A bit tougher. Who says to her, both no. of us. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think I'm strict enough, but I am strict. Like, I spend a lot of time with these children on my own and I am strict with them. But I think you have the approach of shouting and I don't think that's always the best approach. No. How long were you together before you had girls? Not long. <laughs> a year, weren't we? Yeah. Oh, wow. So it was very quick. I love that. In love. We're pregnant! Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And how has it affected your relationship? It doesn't affect our relationship. No, it doesn't at all. It no more than the sort of the general vibe of just everyday married life of trying to work, look after kids, you know, all of that. With kind of things like, you know, she's suddenly she's become way more fussy with her food. And, she, and with things like that, I'm more like, well, fine, if she doesn't want to eat it, then she doesn't eat anything. And that's sometimes where we have those disagreements, isn't it? Where I'm kind of up for being like, ruling with an iron fist so to speak that's the only time when i think sometimes i get a bit annoyed because i'll think oh you're not really backing me here on, on something. yeah yeah that's that's why that's where it causes problems and also a good cop bad cop yeah you have to be the same cop right yeah yeah i think i think you have to be the same cop yeah. okay well professor tanya byron knows nobody like her she's going to come and chat to you both but Definitely. thank you so much for coming in honestly because people will be listening going oh yes it's those little things that you just kind of want, just want to nail them now so yes. that she just doesn't, so it yeah. doesn't escalate into something that's completely unmanageable. No, it's fantastic you're here. Thank you Thanks so much for, for coming us. in and I'll see you at the end. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. It's nice, to, it's nice to meet you both. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for doing this. Pleasure. Okay. What do you want to walk away with knowing or understanding better? Better techniques on how to manage with situations. 
I guess it's just having the tools to go away and know that what we're doing is the right thing. I was just hearing you talk to Claude and you were saying about swimming and the neighbours fear that yeah. it's going to yeah. be traumatic for her. her. And, and is that, are we do is that right or is that wrong? Yeah, and that's often awful the question. when she'd gone off, like really bad. Because she was upset? Yeah. The first question, do you want to raise both your kids without them ever being upset? Nope. No. No. But no. you struggle to hear it? To that extent, because she was really upset. Right, okay. Yeah. Good. So you're both kind of clear that they're going to absolutely loathe you sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah. But it's something about a dynamic that has happened. What's she like with other members of the family? Max's dad and stepmum. Yeah. And a little bit with my dad and stepmum. Just really cold when they come in the door. Like kind of like surly sort of surly. teenager vibe. Five going on 15. Yeah. You, you've obviously got a great relationship. You adore your girls. I can't imagine this doesn't upset you, Max. It must hurt sometimes. Uh, it definitely does. If I think, oh, yeah, she'll really like doing this. And then she just, she's not particularly rude. She'll just say, <laughs> no, thank <laughs> you. Um, and it does. Like, it, it definitely upsets me. And how would anyone know that you were upset? I don't know. I think you know, don't you? I can tell. And I think she knows she gets a reaction from it. I think I've just started now. I've kind of asked if she wants to do it. If she doesn't want to do it, I just then walk away because I've kind of just accepted yeah. that me standing there and trying to, you know, bargain with her <laughs> to do something really nice is a bit of a yeah. pointless task. So I just kind of just walk away and slightly dejected. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're upset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. the reaction that you... I mean, you've made a smart choice, by the way, but previously, how would you react? What would she get from you? Probably a bit grumpy from me. Yeah, grumpy you know, response. You know, maybe a little bit childish from me because I'm I'm hurt. But understandable. But yeah, just from the kind of a an involuntary reaction to... Of course, of course. I can't believe that it doesn't sometimes cause problems for the two of you. I think it does when we have differing opinions only, on yeah, that's how thing. to handle a situation. Well, you know, we might have the odd little bicker, which isn't great as well. That's normal. We yeah. can't bring our children up in some kind of sanitised mm. world. Yeah. As long as they see that you can kind of resolve it and you're fine again, I, yeah. I wouldn't beat yourself up over that. But when you are bickering as every couple does with children. How does it play itself out? What sorts of things? I think usually it's my kind of, my feeling that I don't really have a, a voice or get supported. You feel like, like you're downtrodden, do you? feel like a you know, downtrodden husband. Right, so you feel that Anna doesn't support you? I think in certain certain circumstances... Support I, your... your my, what I... Your decisions. Yeah. Not your decisions, you're like, sort of, you know, your parenting, like, you know, I, I think we should do this. And I'll be like, well, no, actually, I don't agree. Um, I mean, sorry, hold that a second, right. let me turn it off. Bloody phones, eh? Yeah, um, where, where were we at then? You started to talk, but then Anna finished the sentence for you, but you were just explaining to me that you feel like you haven't got a voice, and I thought that was important. Describe that a bit more to me. Just feel a little bit like maybe my voice isn't as valuable. Things like the bedtime routine, we tr we really tried, you know, probably two years ago. It would always be like, mummy has to come back upstairs. I remember us trying to do it, and I remember leaving her crying for like... 25 minutes when you were out one night. But I then think that actually for a little girl, if she wants me to pop in and give her the final kiss of the night, I think that's all right. Mm. But of course, yeah, children might say, oh, one more kiss from mummy or one more kiss from daddy or whatever. So I don't disagree with you at all, but I would challenge you 
because of an obvious dynamic that is very rejecting of her father. That's where I think it becomes more difficult and and it needs to be addressed. I mean, she's in control, (laughs) right? So I think we can kind of put that out as a headline. I do think it's worth you really looking at that because I think if this is what you've got at five, at 15, it's going to be really, really hard. Let me just stop the tape there. I, I love that because this is this is good for all of us, that there will be difficult times with our children because, of course, we create these amazing humans. We just want them to be happy. Ice cream for breakfast, sure. Don't worry about the spelling test, anything you need. I, d- I don't actually do that, I, I promise you, you because I could see your little face going, <laughs> no. oh, dear. Claude, I, I see you parent your lovely kids. Um, I know what you do. <laughs> but things can be difficult, and I don't think that Anna wants any of that. It's interesting, isn't it, that she uses words like terrified when when we're looking at her sort of actioning boundaries, which actually Max is saying, I think we need to just say either you eat that or nothing. I think it's interesting to see that that makes her feel anxious and protective of Bella. Um, and, and all of these are, are feelings that we're all going to have. I mean, we're not robots, you know, we have these feelings towards our children. But I think when it gets to this extreme degree that they're experiencing, where he literally can't have access to his daughter unless she gives him permission or it's happened after a massive, massive sort of screaming fit, you know, that's when you've got to say, this is just not working. OK, thanks, Tan. Let's go back to the session. truth is I think you know what you need to do but I think you've come here asking my permission yeah yeah I think you're probably right (laughs) and what do you what do you what would that be well stand our ground exactly so I I absolutely you're you're you just do it for an easy lie I think so and you're not here because you literally don't know what to do you're here because you want me to give you permission to do something that you know is going to be difficult for her, but actually, it's going to be much more difficult for you. Mm. You look a bit. No, no, you're right. Absolutely. Has that made you feel a bit? No, no, no. no. Just the... but how long would it take for something like that? If we, you know, if we went away from here today and we we were like, right, we're going to do it straight away. You know, there's no means no. It's quite I... easy at this age, right? Yeah, it, absolutely. And I can, I'm can. i going to explain to you a bit later on a bit about how her, where her brain is in terms of its development, because I also suspect, because you're articulate people, sometimes there's too much conversation with her. Yeah. I think you used the word bargaining before. Oh my God, negotiation. Yeah. Her I whole t- life's been negotiation. So I hear these words and I'm tagging them as we go through, mm. right? You said negotiation. You said, and you're you're right, you're on the money. I've got to stop negotiating with my five-year-old. It set a precedent, which I think helps us understand why, for someone so young, she's possibly the most powerful person in the family. (laughs) And I understand what you're saying. You're both tired, you both work, and you've got an 18-month-old. I get it. What I'm going to say to you now is you need to be more afraid of how things will be if you don't do it. Yeah. I just want my kids to grow up to be sound, to be good people. And and also not be manipulative in relationships. Yeah. And she yeah. is manipulating you, not because she's a manipulative child, but because you've given her permission. 
Not overtly, but something's happened, yeah? yeah? So let's get back to these chats you have with her. So we have to remember we're talking about five-year-olds here. Yeah. What she's processing isn't what you think she's processing, and I'll tell you why. Max, do you talk to her about what's wrong with daddy? Or The other day with the swimming thing, I was chatting to her in the car, and I was saying, like, you know, I just said, do you understand that makes daddy feel really sad? Mm. You know, it's like if your friend at school didn't ever want to play with you, like, that would make you feel really bad, wouldn't it? And she completely blanked me, but... Um... Yeah, because she's five. <laughs> yeah. And also, and, yeah, and also, interest- I mean, look, it's interesting as well also because you're asking her a question, and I think it's a good question on one level because what you're trying to say to her is empathy is important mm. and thinking about other people's feelings, but... As you both know, I'm sure when you're in a in a state, no sod no. empathy. I don't give a damn about your feelings, Max. If yeah. you've pissed me off, mate, it's a difficult one for even adults to get their head around sometimes. Mm. Otherwise, we'd all be beautifully empathic all the time, and yeah. clearly we're not. So she gets discussions around that. Discussion equals attention. Yeah, what other things might you be chatting to her about? So well, eating, food. eating's a thing. It feels manipulative it, 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 yeah. because it's things like it's things that she's loved for ages, and I think she started to see the reaction when we're just like, oh god, not another thing. But she's not that bad an eater. She is a good eater, she, but she's just becoming a bit fussy in the last couple of weeks. So interesting what I saw there. So you're nailing it, and you're saying I think it, you know it's manipulative and it's annoying and it's and manipulative. I'm just it for her. And you're kind of protecting her and going, yeah. well, yeah, but she's as good. At, which is, again, normal, mm. but I can see where it splits you. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She really splits you, doesn't it, she? She does, yeah. Yeah. And you take the kind of, come on now, we've got to, we've got to sort of really address this. And you're like, yeah, but you know. <laughs> is, that, is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And who wins? Me. <laughs> okay. I mean, you are winning on all levels. He is pushed out. Yeah. Oh. He is pushed out. Why do you need... To be in the position you're in. What, to win? I don't... I wouldn't ask you that because that feels like I'm saying you're shallow and you're not. No, 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 I don't know. I don't. No, I don't. I don't. It's not that I need to be. I think it's because... He's right. Yeah. He is right. Yeah. She is manipulative. Not because she is a manipulative personality. Because she's just in that phase, yeah. It's not a phase. It's her behaviour. Right. But it's because she splits you. Yeah. She has nothing that feels consistent to me. And she's so in control. You know, if I think back to some of the things you've said, Max, as well, you said, so I ask her if she wants... You're asking her? I'm thinking, why don't you just tell her? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about her that makes you both quite anxious. Yeah. I think you are a bit worried about her reaction. It's almost like you eggshell it around her sometimes. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think I slightly upset you when I said... Why do you retain yeah. the position you're in? Yeah. No, I did. I, I can see it hit you, and, and, and I don't want to upset you, but I kind of want to get to the heart of this so you really do leave here knowing what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah? I'm not here just to say, oh, here's five techniques and it'll be done by next Wednesday afternoon because that's kind of not going to work, mm. to be quite honest. You've got to get this. So there's something about what's being played out with both of you. The other bit I need to understand is what is your backstory Because there's something that she's triggering in both of you that comes way before you had her, probably way before you met each other, Mm. that's getting played out here as well. What was your family like, Anna? What's the what's the backstory? So we've both actually got very similar upbringings. So both our parents divorced, 
I was five, he was six. Same age as Bella. Yeah. And how did they work for both of you? Like, I don't think it really affected me. We lived in Milton Keynes and then we moved up to Manchester when I was... I was six, so yeah, so we moved away from my dad. I think I saw him like every other weekend. You've always had a bit of felt like you've had a funny relationship with your dad, haven't you? That's always been difficult, whether that's like, I don't know, abandonment or I, I don't know. It, you felt guilty as a child you abandoned him? I, I don't really know. I, I, felt like I felt like I never really had, and still don't, and I, I don't know if I ever will have the relationship that I would want to have with my dad. Did your dad make an effort to keep a relationship going once you'd um, left? Yeah, I mean, they were amazing. My mum and dad would, like, drive... My mum would drive down to Birmingham. My dad would drive up to Birmingham. They would meet, you know, every every two weeks, like, religiously. So it was like, it wasn't like, you know, there was a you know a real effort. And you kind of have, like, ideas of things that you want to do with your dad. And I, I was a bit of a... Bit of a little shit at school, so, and my brother was always kind of like the really academic one. You know, it's difficult, I guess, as a parent to, you just want your kids to do well, don't you? And when I was kind of thinking it was funny getting caught, you know, doing X, Y, Z, that's probably why my dad kind of was, you know, reacted the way yeah. he did at times. How did you? How did you react? Just like. Shouting. Just shout, like, you know, usual stuff, shouting at me, you know, just. This idea of kind of not being good enough predates how you feel around your daughter sometimes? Broadly speaking in my life, I actually don't really have the imposter syndrome that I've, I've literally had like throughout my career. Yeah. I'm now kind of at a place where I'm doing better than I've ever done, but I don't have it anymore, which is weird, yeah. because it's kind of been something that I've always had like I'm going to get found out you know and, and that's whether that's work but then it, it it's I guess it kind of it's an umbrella for it throughout with everything confidence you've, you've suffered yeah confidence totally. that, sure you? sure it's interesting isn't it because this idea of an imposter syndrome it's sort of a bit around Bella so again here is it here's a situation in your life where you just feel like I'm not doing a good enough job. My daughter doesn't approve of me as much as she does her mum. I just feel like this is pushing lots of historical yeah, buttons yeah. for you. Yeah, you're probably right, yeah. yeah. Which makes me understand why you would have sometimes reacted in the way you did because because you're, you, it's triggering stuff. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, very triggering because you just kind of, you have an image... And I think this is kind of my problem. It's like with my dad, I have this image of like, 100%. you know, baseball gloves and playing catch in the garden. 100%. Like... But, but from an outsider's point of view, I actually think you've got a very nice relationship with your dad now. Yeah. No, but, you, but you can't admit it. You won't ever admit it. But it's something about the legacy, isn't it? It's yeah. something about what you carry. And, mm. you know, when Max, when you were describing um, when you were six, weren't you? And mm. then you moved from Milton Keynes to Manchester. Yeah. And... You used the word abandonment, and I was thinking in my head, is he talking about he felt abandoned or did he feel like they abandoned your dad? But I just have this sense of just this sort of, uh, this kind of peripheral father who was around, who clearly loved you and and, Mm. and made an effort to see you. And and obviously, yeah, yeah, absolutely 100%. But it never, from the age of six, it never was quite a father-son relationship in the way that, I guess you would have liked that would have worked for you. I think, yeah, I think especially in my teenage years. Yeah, and now you're feeling this with your daughter. Mm. And when we talk about it, I can see that it triggers you because you start to look quite sad. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. If we can have a bit more of this conversation and you can kind of think about the emotion, I think I can then help you park it away from your relationship with your daughter. Yeah. 
And I wonder, Anna, whether the reason that you tend to protect Bella is because there's a part of you that knows that Max's response to her is bigger than Mm. it should be because you know it belongs to stuff that Mm. has got nothing to do with her. Yeah. You look sad, Max. (laughs) Yeah. What's making you feel tearful? It's just, yeah, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Of course it's tricky, but, you know, there's nothing like kids to bring up the old <laughs> unresolved shit, right? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. Children will get lots of feelings from us that are legacy. It's got nothing to do with them, but we project it outwards on them because for you, because this is a very vulnerable area of your life, mm. relationships and family rejection. and rejection, Yeah. oh, I can understand that oh, it's painful. And I think what might also be painful, and this might be hard for you to hear, Anna, is that Anna steps in for Bella there. And so I almost wonder whether sometimes you feel that you're kind of out on your own a bit. It does sometimes feel like that, yeah. My question for you, Anna, and again, it's quite a tough question, but it's one that's worth asking is, why do you enable this? I think it's probably going back to that easy life thing. Don't want to see her upset. But what about Max's hurt? Yeah. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm just going to push on this a bit more. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And tell me when you want me to just shut up, and I will. But knowing your husband in the way you do and loving him as you clearly do, in that moment, you have a choice, but there's something that makes you enable Bella to continue to marginalise her father, and that's the bit I can't quite understand. I don't think I do, but I obviously do, and I think I think until now I've probably not we've not quite put the two and two together about yeah I know that it upsets you, but actually not thought about the vulnerability from perhaps previously. So mm-hmm. I think obviously that will be a lot more in my mind now. Yeah. If she says she doesn't want to go shopping with you on a Saturday morning, can I make her go shopping with? You? I, I'm a bit. I think we can. 
You see, I think you want to do that, yeah. but I think you stop it happening. Yeah, I do, because I just think for something like shopping, is it really worth causing the upset? That's how I would think, and that's probably not right. Listen, I don't think that's a wrong thought, but in the context of what is happening in your family... Yeah. And how did you feel going shopping on your own? You're used to it, aren't you? I mean, I'm, I am, I'm used to it. It wasn't like the shopping thing. Can I tell you, this breaks my heart. <laughs> it's like you've become used to something that feels... Really difficult, <laughs> really painful, because since we've had the conversation about five minutes ago, something in you's changed. I can see you feel very vulnerable now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think your gut instinct as a parent has been, we shouldn't ask her, we should tell her. I think that's your gut instinct. Yeah. But you've been overruled. Yeah. We're going to stop and I'm going to set you a task if that's all right. We're going to give you a bit of paper and a pen and I just want you both to list out everything about her that's challenging. Yeah. And the amazing stuff we park because that's the stuff you notice and plaster with attention. And the other stuff, the stuff that's difficult, bedtimes. Well, you ignore it, but you've got to have a strategy. Yeah, 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 that's what, yeah. Yeah, you're asking me good questions. You're saying, what do I do then if I go out? Good question. You work it out and I'll tell you work together on this and where you're struggling that's what we'll talk about at the end of it cool right. so max and anna then they came in and i think facing a problem that lots of people who are listening will go oh yeah why did you go back why did you ask them about their own backstory they understand how to be parents you know so the question is always why are you struggling to do what I know you know you need to do because I said quite early on if you You remember you said you you you've come in here to basically ask for permission yes and you look at why they can't do it rather than what they have to do so we know something but then we feel something and when we feel something if it's overwhelming that's going to skew the way we then action, what we know, you know, it's going to get in the way. Emotion can cloud judgment. And, you know, it was it was really important, I think, particularly, you know, Max said really early on, I feel I don't have a voice. He feels marginalised, he feels on the edge, he feels rejected. And then you hear his story and you can understand why this has played out with him and his daughter and his reactions to her in the past have probably been, you know, impacted on the development of their relationship because what she's triggering in him, you know, she's just being a normal kid who's just saying, I want mummy, but he's hearing something amplified in stereo, which is goes back to when he was six and he left his dad behind in Milton Keynes. And then, you know, it's a struggle. It's a real struggle. And that's the bit that we all have to understand. Why are we struggling with stuff that doesn't belong to our kid? They're about to come back in. This is what I want to happen, but bearing in mind, I'm an idiot. I don't want him to be the punishment. I don't want them to leave and then go, go back so they won't be able to help themselves, maybe, and go, Bella, things are going to change. Mummy's going out five nights next week and Daddy's putting you to bed. What I'd like is maybe them both to go out or Mummy and Daddy to have a romantic dinner at home And maybe mummy's too busy to go upstairs and put her to bed because she's fanning out some biscuits for pudding. Love biscuits in a fan. Come on. Uh, (laughs) Am I I wrong? I mean, I I don't want him to be the punishment. Like, oh, yeah, I'll take her shopping, kicking and screaming. That's not right. I absolutely agree with you. And Claude, you know, 
I think we should do one podcast. We do a job swap. I think you've got to do my job. No, I don't know how to do You know, and also I want her to say in front of the girls, let's see what daddy thinks. Yeah, I think that's your point. I think that's that's where you nail it in terms of the fact that the only way this is going to work is if it's united and it comes from both of them. You're absolutely right. Otherwise, all we achieve is Bella being forced into a different kind of dynamic, but in a way that makes her unhappy. And it's daddy that has to kind of do that. And yeah, so he mummy's does... rolling her eyes going, sorry, but, you know, it's a new way of living. <laughs> what are you going to do? Tanya Byron and Claudia Winkleman yeah. told us to do this. No, no, you're absolutely right. And I think, I think that's it. It's about unity. It's about consistency. And it's about freeing children from this position of power that many kids are given because we're all a bit too worried about our kids being upset. And I think once children become that powerful, they behave like dictators. Yeah. So, you know, they've that's got to be addressed. Take the medals away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll go and get them. Here's the thing. There you are, primed with your bit of paper. Yeah. What's the stuff that needs to change? Right, so her fussiness, her manipulativeness, rudeness, impatience. She's so impatient. She won't even wait like five seconds. She'll be bright. I mean, you know, bright, the brighter the kid and the younger the kid, the more impatient they are. She's a bit of a spoiled brat, I think, sometimes. In what sense? Well, I, well this is something we've had to debate about upstairs. Like, I think if we take her out for dinner... She should appreciate that. You think she should be really grateful, but really she sat in a pub or she sat in a restaurant and she finds it bloody boring. Maybe there's something in the middle of that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Maybe you're just talking about manners. Yeah. 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 What I would say to you is when you're discussing some of this after today, when you find you're coming at it from a different angle, which you will do because you're two different people, try and find the principle because you're both going to be absolutely agreeing on the principle. So the principle you're identifying here is she doesn't show appropriate manners. So what you then got to think is we want her to be more polite. Why is, are we not getting it? I suspect it's because you're asking her for it. I think you can set out the principles and say, okay, we're going to Granny Grandpa, you know, just, you know, it'd be really nice if you could say hello nicely. And when we leave, I think it's important that you say thank you. And then when you leave, you say, okay, darling, you can say thank you to Granny. If she doesn't, then when you get home, you simply say, no story tonight and there's no mm. TV. And that's because you didn't show nice manners and we want nice manners. So love you yeah, very much, but simply, good night. That's it. 100%. No more you, conversation. No more conversation. She's then going to be furious, of yeah. course, because she's kind of got away with this in the past because what you've been doing hasn't been effective. And then you're going to have to deal with her and upset and coming out of her bedroom and you're going to have to keep putting her back in and you're just going to have to be very calm, mm. not give her attention. And you've just got to keep thinking 13 years old not eating breakfast you don't tell a 13 year old to eat but what you do say is fine if you don't look after yourself in the way that I as your mother as your father are telling you to then clearly you can't have your phone at the moment and you're not going out Mm. so then we've got a clear boundary there and a clear consequence yeah do you see what I mean because it's a total shift in our approach. So that first time, she's not going to really have a clue that the the, the goalposts have moved. The rule for me would be only ever ask or tell a child something twice, mm. once nicely and then once firmly. Mm. And then there has to be a consequence. So if it's done, 
Amazing. Praise. That was lovely. Did you see Granny? She looks so happy. Shall we sneak an extra story in tonight and let's not tell mum, hmm. says yeah. best dad in the world, right? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If she doesn't, say to Granny and Granddad, I'm really sorry about that, but listen, lovely to see you. Hug, hug, hug. And then you say to her, we're disappointed that you didn't say goodbye to your grandparents. That's bad manners. And mm. we know that you can do better than that. But this is the, going to be the consequence. Yeah, because what we would normally do in that situation is, and I remember we've driven away before from your parents and we've just whittled on about it to her for ages. Mm. Literally, like one of us taking it in turn. Just try to get to the, the just bottom trying to of get it. To the point like, of it. And what do you reckon is going on in her <laughs> head? probably carousel music right I'm just going to tell you a little bit about why you don't want to be having so many chats negotiations and you certainly don't want to be asking her permission and that's kind of around the brain development I'm going to do that quickly the bit of the brain that is responsible for decision making problem solving rational thought is in the frontal cortex it's the prefrontal cortex it's the front part of the brain and it's the least well developed part of the brain at birth Development through childhood and adolescence means that that part of the brain gets wired up, connected, and it starts to function. Now, we've also got another part of our brain, the limbic brain, which is emotion, anxiety, the fight or flight response. So we've got the limbic brain, which is the ah brain, and then we've got the frontal cortex, which is the thoughtful brain. The three of us are all doing frontal cortex now, yeah. right? Just a bit earlier, when we were talking a bit about your dad and the move and the feelings, you became a little bit limbic. Mm. And one of the things that told me you were limbic, apart from the fact you had tears in your eyes, Max, is that you didn't really say very much and you're a very chatty guy. Yeah. It all just kind of shut down a little bit and you were feeling. Yeah. When we're looking at a five-year-old whose frontal cortex is still very early development stage, they're not going to be able to rationalise how they're feeling. But when we start having conversations or asking permission or telling a child, they're just going to behave like a child, which is kind of irrationally, I just want mummy. Yeah. Literally, she is not processing it at any level that you think she is. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I do say that too sometimes. Right. With a five-year-old, show, don't tell. You lead by example. Her behaviour is begging for boundaries. Mm. If you give her tonnes of praise and love and all of that stuff, when you just notice a small moment here and there and whatever, and that's when she gets the attention. And when she's demanding, screaming and crying, you're just calm and loving, keep her safe and everything, but you're not engaging with it at all. So not punishing, you mean, or...? I don't see where you need to punish her. No, but I mean, like, by, like if she was being, I don't know. Well, you know, if she, she she has on occasion, like, you know, hit one of us two, hasn't she? So, like, in that sort of situation, stick her on time out. The reason time out is useful is that there are moments when if we're all in each other's company, we're not going to calm down, we're going to keep screaming. Mm. So time out is about just kind of everybody gets separated so we can calm down. But it is also a very clear indication to a child this is not acceptable. Mm. The problem is she gets most of her attention for the behaviour you don't want her to be doing. Mm. You might as well be giving her a fiver every time she has a tantrum. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Don't get too caught up in the detail. Yeah. Just go with the process. Be united. United. Yeah. In the moment, if one of you's thinking, oh, I don't think I agree with that, have that conversation 
later. And also, in the moment where you're both feeling a bit confused, there's a technique called the Greek chorus where you can do the, oh, daddy, I've just asked Bella, blah, 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 and she's just done this. I think that that's not okay, and I think we should do this. What do you think? You know what, mummy, I agree. Mm. But I think let's ask her one more time and give her a moment just to see you unitedly think about it in front of her. And if she goes, I'm not doing it, then it's fine. Okay, plan B, which is ignore, set a boundary, and there's a consequence. There's no point saying at that time, this is the consequence, is that you've got to let her calm down and then say, right, because you acted like that, this is then happening. Yeah. Is that right? Just, yeah. You know, and, you know, with bedtime, you know, anybody who stays in bed and sleeps well through the night, you know, if she likes jigsaw puzzles every morning, there'll be a piece of a new fabulous jigsaw puzzle under her pillow. Just incentivise the stuff you want as well. The, The situation also has to be that, you know, Max has to create his relationship with her. So you might want to think about what can be Daddy and Bella time. Maybe there's mm. a new activity. Maybe you can start some kind of thing on the weekend together. Yeah. Something yeah. something that's just you and her. Because it's also important that she has a sense of her relationship with you yeah. that isn't just, oh, well, I'll put up with him because I'm not with my mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Trampolining, couldn't it? Yeah. What I would also suggest is in the moments where it feels like it's gone absolutely like nuclear what happened there then when we've all you know she's asleep whatever sit down did we give attention in the wrong way no actually we were pretty good at ignoring that okay so that was okay hmm did we ask her 500 times not twice yeah we've got to remember once nicely once firmly okay log that Mm. Mm. did we remember to show a united front Mm. no no we kind of didn't her response to you is useful because she will be telling you when you're being shit parents. Mm. So celebrate those moments and think, okay, thanks, Bella. Thanks for showing us that we got that bit wrong because if we can get it better now, the years when the prefrontal cortex really goes through major changes, which is adolescence, they're going to be tough, but you're going to feel like you know what you're doing. And that's that's yeah. that's the thing. We're playing a long game here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. much. It's, really, it's an absolute really pleasure. Helpful. You are good parents. Just don't be afraid of her rage. And please understand that when kids get upset, they're not going to break and they're not going to be in therapy for the rest of their lives. Okay? There you go. Max and Anna, <laughs> how are you feeling? Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, it was a bit shell-shocked before, but I'm all right now. It was, um, I think the first half, yeah, you, it was a lot heavier than we expected. Yeah. But good. But really good. Do you feel nervous or do you feel ready to go home? I feel ready. I feel a bit nervous. I've got my eyes wide open. I think it will be difficult and I think you'll find it particularly difficult. I think I'm better at kind of switching I think off. that ignore approach, I think we can do that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the thing we'll find the hardest is the united front. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this, even if you fake it. I mean, I do it with my husband yeah. all the well, time. that's what we have to do. When the kids come in and go, oh, Dad's going to take us trampolining after we've had a massive chocolate cake and it's 6pm on a Sunday <laughs> and they haven't done their homework and I'm like, is he mad? Is he unwell? Do I have to leave him? Is he joking? But instead I go, great. Well, then mind. later on you can go... Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, hello. Can we have a conversation about this? The other thing is, I know it sounds ridiculous, whichever parent is feeling a bit small, shall we say, Mm. like choosing what we're going to eat on a Sunday lunch is like major in our house. And I don't think my husband has ever had the choice. 
I mean, he'll just say whatever my 13-year-old wants or the 16-year-old's in charge, or let's be honest, the 8-year-old runs all of us, whatever it is. But quite nice for you to go, let's find out what Daddy wants to eat. Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) Because she'll just clock all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend. Yeah. 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 Give me a win. Give him a few wins. And I'll do that. I can do that. Will you please let It'll us know? It'll do wonders for my confidence <laughs> No, but also, she, because they're transmitters. Totally, yeah. They just see yeah. everything. Yeah, and they definitely. go, oh, mummy wants to do this because daddy, you know, daddy said he wants to go to the park, whereas I wanted to do this. But mummy's, mummy's choosing daddy's choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it percolates. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you. Oh, no. Please, will you let us know? We will. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ton, Max and Anna and their girls. I mean, this is what we this is what we always discuss. We discussed it with mine, we discussed it with your I mean Yeah. Because they're obviously lovely people, their girls are lovely, but there was there's just a thing, there's just a bump. Yeah. And when you're in it, you don't know how to fix it. Yeah, splitting is a big problem in families when kids can split parents because kids need consistency, they need clarity. Generally, it works better if you can remain calm, if you can remember that the feelings you're having are probably exaggerated because it's probably to do with your own legacy stuff. You know, that, I mean, look, it sounds easy when I say it. I was, you know, I wasn't a complete genius doing it with my own children. You know, sometimes my husband would say, oh, what do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it's it's important to help couples remember that they've kind of got to do it together. Yeah. I imagine makes the kids feel safe. I kind of find in my 30 years of clinical practice, and maybe it's the fault of people like me who've put more of the psychology out there, that people come in with this real sense of anxiety that they're damaging their children. You know, I think what is damaging a lot of children these days is that they they don't have enough... Adversity is the wrong word, but it's all so easy and it's all so nice and everything's all smooth and we're all trying to be happy. So if you shed a tear, we're all going to jump up and down until you're smiling and giggling and making us feel like we're good parents. It doesn't build resilience. And, you know, I feel at home, Bella, you know, she's quite fragile, isn't she? She has her tantrums and that's because she doesn't feel as safe as she does, for example, when you put her at school and the rules are clear and she's a really lovely, well-behaved little girl. I was slightly worried when Anna said putting on a united front is going to be difficult. And I said, you have to do it together. Togetherness is really, really, really important. Obviously, there are some families where it's really important that a parent steps in and stops things going on. But we're not dealing with that here, right? We're dealing with people who are kind and good and loving and they've got the best interests of their child at heart. But for whatever reason, they just can't tolerate some level of unhappiness from their child and so it completely dictates the way in which they try and parent their child I don't want to scare people but I say think of the long game no I know that was so interesting when you said look if you don't decide boundaries now when she's 14 and she wants to smoke inside or if she decides that school's no longer for her or whatever then how do you go no this is a way of behaving it's about a respect in a relationship you know when we think about families you know you'll see me Claude on my clipboard I draw circles for women and squares for men and I draw out what's called a genogram I I draw out the family and what you want is you want a circle and a square connected at the top that's mum and dad a line coming down between them and below you've got in this case two little circles which are the two little girls 
But actually, if you draw this family, the, the Bella circle and the mum circle are right up at the top. Yes. We've got Tilly there as well. And then we've got the square, Max, sort of somewhere at the bottom. So you just see the structure of the family is very kind of unbalanced and it's all in the wrong place. And children act out also because they need boundaries. You know, yes. it's almost like, you know, when I work with teenagers who are really acting out in ways that are very distressing, you know, the child is kind of saying, what do I need to do to get you just to sort of help me to stop? Okay. You're so clever. I'm so pleased they came in. You're clever too, right? Don't be ridiculous. Well, this is what's annoying about you. Thank you. My pleasure. I love you. I love you more. Okay, should we go home? Yeah. Just a quick heads up. If you haven't already, please click on the subscribe button and you'll receive free episodes literally the minute they're ready. Please do rate and comment. If you're interested in taking part in future episodes of How Did We Get Here, please email parenting at somethingelse.com. That's parenting at something without a G else.com. Next time we meet Charlotte. The birth of your daughter, which has been an incredible event in your life, has really floored you because her arrival in your life has made you begun to feel you're not in control of anything. Yeah, I think you've nailed it. So you're right back to that little girl, aren't you? Because mm. that's the person that you become when you start screaming at your husband. This podcast was possible with the help of the following people at Something Else. The sound and mix engineer is Josh Gibbs. The assistant producer is Hannah Talbot. The producer is Selena Ream. And the executive producer is Chris Skinner, with additional production from Steve Ackerman. Thank you so much for listening.